The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group in Sleeper. We'll automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash sgp and of course make sure to download the sgp and app it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts drivers start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb we are coming to you for a second episode this week and cody this episode was driven Purely by the fans, and and I'm going to start by thanking them. I know you're going to echo the thoughts as well, but you guys have made this show such a dynamic success that they wanted more. The network wants more of us to give to you, and they said to us, the bosses up there in the mothership, hey, uh, does a DFS uh, um, podcast make any sense to you? To which Cody and I quickly replied, Yes, yes, it does. So here it is, a DFS version of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Cody, how exciting is that? Dude, so exciting. That was uh, that was pretty awesome to, to look down and see that message. Uh, hey, you guys are doing so good. You want to do some more of it? And uh, obviously, hell yeah, of course. So uh, And yeah, we've gotten some feedback that some people would like to like to hear that and our thoughts on that as well. So uh, man, looking forward to it. Excited to, to get into the DFS side of things a little bit more and uh, yeah, come at you twice a week now. It's already a Slack channel staple in that we have the DFS contest in there. So uh, Cody, every week puts up a contest. So make sure that you join the Slack channel so you can get in and compete with us as well. Uh, but now, again, we're bringing it to the mainstream and we're giving you some DFS advice on this podcast. And like I said, I can't be more ecstatic to do it. Not only does it give me a chance to hang out with Cody for another half hour or so every week, but, uh, you know, we, we still get to talk NASCAR and we get to break down DFS, which is, I think, one of our first loves. I mean, for me, it was always fantasy, and then I got into the gambling community. So to be able to talk fantasy, like, that's that's my wheelhouse. Yep, exactly. Same, same exact boat here. Fantasy came first, and then... It led into the gambling, so DFS is is the perfect in between. And yeah, like you said, we have that game every week. It's five dollars, so it's not. I mean, you, you don't have to bring bring the big bank roll for that. Uh, but yeah, that's a Slack channel exclusive, and it'll stay that way. So you got to be in the Slack channel, sg.pn/slack. Find the NASCAR channel once you get in there. All free, of course. And then yeah, we'll. I send the game out every week, and uh, you know, a bunch of us play each other and. 
fun. You get the bragging rights. You, if you kick our ass, you can talk shit to us. So it happens a lot. So <laughs> it, does ha- it happens more often than I mean. Look, I don't. I don't win as much as I really feel like I should. But uh, hey, I took home a good stretch there for a while. I built yeah, up a pretty did. decent yep. bankroll uh, by winning about three or four of them in a row. But my my tides have turned lately. I need to get back in there uh, and start whooping some ass again. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here's the format. Uh, we are going to give you two of the players, one each, uh, of who we like in the higher-priced range, one each and second stage of the mid-price guys, and then we'll come back after in stage three. Uh, still three stages in this show. I love me some structure. I, I, well, okay, just kidding. I hate structure. But for show purposes, <laughs> I like it, and we're going to keep it that way. Hey, uh, we both have that military experience. Right? We know all about the structure. So. <laughs> we have, they tell us what we need to do it and when we need to do it. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the less thinking I have to do for myself, the better I am as a person. So, uh, anyways, that's what we'll do. So we'll give you two high priced, two mid priced, and two value. They don't necessarily. They're not going to be like. And we'll explain this to you as we'll break this down right now. Actually, we'll talk about kind of the structure on how it works. A lot of these guys are super high priced. You still get. $50,000, you get six spots to fill with any driver out there. Um, but here's the thing. You get points uh, from past differential from where you start to where you finish. Uh, you get points based on laps led and fastest laps. Um, so you, when you're building these DFS lineups... And finishing And position. finishing yeah. position. Yep. Yeah, that's right, too. Uh, which is a big one, obviously. Right. But when you're building these, these DFS lineups... You want to balance the guys that you think are going to start in the back and finish better than they started, the fast guys, and the guys that are going to get out and lead laps. It's just, it's a crazy balance that you got to find in these things. And, Cody, just talk about the fact that you don't want to check these lineups as the race progresses. (laughs) Yes, NASCAR Fantasy, uh, NASCAR DFS specifically, especially if you get to somewhere like a super speedway, definitely don't want to look then, but... uh, even just on a regular track like like this weekend in Nashville, it's tough to watch it live because it, it can change so quickly. Somebody you know drops a bunch of spots at once, blows a tire or something like that, and it, it just goes like crazy. You, you're not going to have a football player that suddenly loses his two touchdowns, but uh, you got a guy that's leading, and uh, he goes from first to 30th, uh, and that's quite – quite a, a shot on you in multiple multiple areas of the scoring. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the basic layout of the scoring. Obviously, when we're doing this podcast, we're not going to know the starting lineup. So, you know, it, if you got a guy that's up towards the top that fails inspection and ends up having to start last or something like that, then, you know, you're going to want to make sure you, you're paying attention to the starting positions and all that. But we can at least touch on the guys that we feel like are going to be strong and be able to score you a lot of points. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Many a broken phone from a NASCAR DFS <laughs> lineup watching. You got to get that otter box on there so it doesn't break when you throw it. <laughs> or like just don't a ask soft... me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I know how you know. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, again, when you're picking these guys, we're going to give you who we think are the values right now. Obviously, uh, with starting positions up in the air, even as early as now, uh, you're never going to know exactly where these guys are going to fall. But uh, just as we do with gambling, we're going to give you exactly who we think are good values. Obviously, follow us on the Slack channel after uh, qualifying, after practices. Everything will give you even more fine-tune of it. But just put some folks on your radar here to get you started in your in your NASCAR DFS lineups and, and give you some of our favorite plays 
for the slate. It is Nashville. It is a 1.333333 mile thing. And Kyle Larson dominated this race last year. 264 laps led. Um, Him and Kyle Busch were kind of duking it out a lot of times on the restarts. But uh, Kyle uh, Busch, or Kyle Larson rather, found his way to the front more often than not, beat Ross Chastain by four seconds. So we'll talk a lot about these guys as we break them down. But, Cody, why don't we go ahead and get started with some of our recommendations for this slate, this DFS slate. So who's your high-priced guy? Okay, well, high-priced guy, um, I think there's two pretty obvious ones, and we talked about them a lot during the betting show. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. He is the uh, fourth-highest-priced guy, which – to me, still doesn't make sense. I don't know why he wouldn't be the second highest price guy, but whatever. Uh, he's at ten thousand five hundred. Um, he's of all the drivers, he's actually averaged the most points per race overall this season. So you're getting a lot of consistency with him for sure. Um, he proved last year in the number forty-two car on a much lesser team than he's got now. He could run up front. He finished second. He led some laps, like we talked about. Um, obviously, you're not even for the most part, looking at his his previous stuff from last year when you're looking at him this year because of how well he's done this year, how much better that team is and all of that. But he's definitely uh, one of the top guys that I'm going to play. Uh, and really, it doesn't even matter where he starts. If he starts on the pole, you're going to like that because you're going to assume he's going to be able to jump out to the lead and lead a ton of laps early in the race. I think he's going to be up in the mix all day like he's been. I mean, we've seen it. He's had that run of second place, second place, second place win, second place win. I mean, he's just been the most consistent, the best driver so far this season. He's been up in the mix. He's been leading a lot of laps. Uh, He didn't lead any laps last week on the road course. Again, road course, and we'll break that down as we get a little further into the season with and hit some of these road courses again. But that's a different animal when it comes to DFS because the points are, are much more shrunk in those. Um, he didn't lead at Worldwide Technologies. Again, I, I think it really seemed like some of those Chevy teams really just kind of missed on things there. Hendrick didn't look good, and, and neither did Trackhouse really that much. So, But back to the Coke 600, I mean, he led 153 laps in that race. He had 66 fastest laps. Uh, he only finished, or he finished back in 15th, but he still scored 103 points in that race, uh, fantasy-wise. So pretty good. He still had 16 fastest laps uh, at Worldwide Technologies with not performing that well really in that race um, and, and scoring an eighth place finish. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love Ross Chastain this week. Um, we talked about him obviously on the podcast and uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good week and I think he's going to be a solid fantasy play. Yeah. This time we did talk about who we were going to pick uh, before the show. Normally on the gambling, we don't necessarily do it, but obviously we didn't want to double up too much on guys. And you're absolutely right. Ross Chastain would have been, if you didn't pick who I picked, then I would have picked Ross Chastain because uh, literally he was in the top 15 for 245 laps last year in Nashville. And you're right in that 42 car. So to me, obviously he's got something going. I don't think you forget how to get around Nashville and uh, especially now in the number one car where he's just tearing things up this year. Um, you're looking for guys that could put together fast laps. You're looking for guys that can lead laps, and Chastain can do both this season, especially uh, the, what we call dominator points, right, where, where you're up front and you're leading laps and you get fast laps. Uh, yeah, if you're going to pick a guy that high price, you want them to have the dominator points because they're not going to get necessarily – well, a lot of these guys start up front. So they're not going to get you that uh, place differential point. So you're looking for finish, 
fast. Yeah, laps. and that's especially with the the real expensive guys. That's what you're looking for is the guys that are going to lead the laps. They're going to get the fastest laps, and he's proved all season that he can be one of the leaders. He can be out front and getting those extra points for you, and then get the solid finish as well to to finish it off. Yeah. Off with the uh, the finishing points as well. Yep, Ross Chastain definitely good. Ten thousand five hundred dollars, just well worth the money. Probably going to return for you uh, more than you paid for him. So my high price guy is surprise, surprise, Kyle Larson. Uh, again, go back and listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on this, as we just broke down Larson's utter dominance at Nashville last season. Two hundred sixty four laps led. Dude had like a gazillion fast laps. I mean, look, to, to sit here and to spout off Kyle's accolades from last season is, is almost pointless because he just, he killed the race. Like, he What do we talk about uh, on the gambling podcast about the uh, analysis? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the analysis. He's Kyle Larson, okay? <laughs> He's Kyle Larson. This was the third of three straight wins for him uh, last season as well. You saw that he didn't have it together in Sonoma completely, but he definitely led some laps there. He led 26 of them, to be exact. Uh, at a place like Sonoma, it's, it's not easy to lead laps. Uh, but for him, it was. Obviously, you go back and just look around. Kyle Larson, he's due. He's due for some sort of breakout. And, and I feel like Nashville, because you looked at even last season with all these Hendrick cars, and they were all jockeying for position at one point. They were all jockeying for the lead really, to be honest with you, at one point in this race. So all the Hendrick cars are fast. Yeah, they haven't necessarily had the same type of speed and the same type of success that they've had in past seasons, but he's Kyle Larson. He's going to get on a tear soon. This is a track with which he can do it. And look, here's the bonus. Cody has him starting on the pole. Spoiler alert. Uh, go back and listen to the whole analysis for that. But if he does start on the pole, he can jump out again because he had what, 10 restarts that he had to pretty much fight through uh, in that in that race last season because there was 11 cautions overall. And every single time, he found his way back to the lead. So it wasn't as if he ran out for 264 laps and just kept going. He had to actually fight a lot of times to get that lead back. Many times from Kyle Busch, uh, who is actually the second highest price, but um, he had to fight folks like Kyle Busch. He had to fight William Byron. He had to fight Alex Bowman for first place, and he did it. So... If you're telling me that Kyle Larson still starts within the top 10 or so, that might even be better for you because then you're going to get some play, place differential points, dominator points, and quite possibly the win at $11,600. Um, it's Kyle Busch. You, Cody, you have to have at least one lineup with him in it this year or, or this week because if you don't and he wins, you're done. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's there's no way you can look past him, and that's why I texted you to see if if you wanted Kyle Larson because I knew one of us had to have him, and uh, it, yeah, so I, I wanted to, to make sure we got him on here for sure. I mean, you you can't deny his dominance here last year. It's coming again. We talked about it during the gambling show. Obviously, listen to that so you can get that thirty to one bet uh, with that includes him on the poll. Um, but uh, I mean, what more can you say? You know, looking back. And it's gonna come from him again soon. Um, I yeah, I just I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Like, it's gonna now if if you're doing multiple lineups, he's gonna be one of the most popular plays. He's expensive. Everybody's gonna look at last year's race. So, and it's paid off quite a few times to fade him. So, you don't necessarily want to have him in every lineup because he has had a lot of trouble this season. But looking at what he did here last year, and, and looking at how strong that Hendrick team has been this year. You know it's coming from him soon, and you don't want to miss it when it does. And I think very easily this 
could be and probably will be the week that we see it from him. It's funny because in multiple – so in NASCAR, you almost want – you don't want to play a single bullet lineup. You you want to play a multi-entry lineup because one crash could wreck your entire day. More more so than what – like you said, with football. Like, you're not going to have a guy that's going to score two touchdowns and then all of a sudden it's going to come off the board. A crash can do that to your DFS lineup. So you, you want to be in multi-entry tournaments other than ours. Ours is a single bullet, so you only get one shot. But uh, yeah, for the most part, if you're gone, if you're new to DFS, get a multi-entry. Maybe five if you even want. You know, if you don't want to go too crazy, five works just as fine. That way, you can diversify a little bit. You can have a lineup without Larson. You can have one with with Larson because you're gonna have to get creative if you get Larson anyway. So um, yeah, it's just a matter of of how crazy you want to get. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you look you look back somewhere like. Uh, uh, I think this is Darlington here. He led 30 laps uh, at 18 fastest laps. Like, okay, that's a pretty good start, right? Well, then he wrecked and finished 36. So he got negative 13.4 points and at $11,000 uh, as his price tag that week. That that just sinks your lineup right there. So, yeah, it's very tough to have just a single bullet for NASCAR. You can get away with it in football a little more. Um, and you kind of, you know, you got the whole day for that to kind of, you know, pan out. And even if somebody doesn't score much, you can make it up somewhere else. But when somebody that's that high price like that scores negative points for you, that's going to just sink you no matter what. So you definitely want to spread the love out. Definitely don't play all the same lineups, spread it around a little and definitely change it up. But again, Kyle Larson, a guy you can't miss on this week. And I think you can play Kyle Larson and Ross Chastain. You can play both of them in the same lineup and you know, hope that those are your two dominators. They can split the laps led. They can split the, the fastest laps and score you the maximum amount of points this weekend. You do that, you're going to need some salary relief. So stick around after the break. We are going to give you a couple of mid-tier drivers that we think are going to help you out. Uh, if you want to put both of the heaviest hitters on the slate, in your lineups. But first, let's talk to you about win. Make sure to get down on wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. You know you want the ultimate fantasy football experience. I want the ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, you're going to get entered to win that ultimate fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. You want multiple entries? You got them. They are allowed. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Let's move on to Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I know that you probably already got a fantasy league on there or 12 or 20. I know I use it for most of mine. It is a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing the new over-under game. It is super simple. Break it down for me. I need simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Then pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason that I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop whatever you're doing right now. 
I gave you a second. Download the Sleeper app to play the new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group over at Sleeper at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper is going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit bonus match at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, so we're looking for some in, well, I don't want to say inexpensive because these guys are still kind of pricey, but are going to offer you a, a little relief if you want to load up on the heavy hitters. So, uh, Cody, why don't you go ahead and give us one of your, your mid-priced plays? Yes, sir. Uh, next up, I really like this guy this week, Daniel Suarez. He's only $7,700. Again, man, I just, and listen to the gambling podcast on this one too because I just feel like they're real. He won the last race and Trackhouse has been strong this year. He's had very strong cars. He's had great runs. That would be the only down. I would say there's, there's huge upside and huge downside with him because we've seen it this season. He can be up front. He can lead a bunch of laps. Uh, he can do well. And then something goes wrong. He has a poor finish and that that's going to cost you. So if people have been burned enough by him, they might be avoiding him. Um, People, little people might be on him a little more uh, after his win, but they might also be like, look at how inconsistent he's been. He, his odds aren't great for this race, so maybe people are going to shy away from him again. But I just think there's way too much upside here for for his price, especially if you're going to get a couple of those those big dominant guys in. If you put uh, Larson and Chastain in, that leaves your last uh, four spots at an average of six thousand nine hundred and seventy five for your last four spots. So you're definitely going to have to salary squeeze a little bit if you're going to try and get both of those guys. Um, and, and I think that Suarez is a good place to, to start looking at because he's only 7,700. Um, obviously, he had a great race last weekend, leading 47 laps at the road course. So that, that scores a lot of points. But even at the Coke 600, he led 36. Um, you know, back at the Food City Dirt Race, he led 64. He's had quite a few good ones, good good races this year where he's put up a lot of points and he scored solid. And again, at the cheap price you're getting him here, I think that you get really good value from him. And what's beautiful out of this is that, again, you don't necessarily need them to win. Like, that's a, I mean, these guys at this price, all you need is a solid run, a solid finish, and maybe a few laps led along the way. And for that track house team, I mean, look, they got they got Chastain, who we just documented finished second in Chip Ganassi equipment last year, uh, who, who just has flat out dominated everything. And now Daniel Suarez is starting to catch fire as well. Yeah, I mean, give me a guy who can run up front, will run up front, in my opinion, on this racetrack with the notes that Chastain got last season off of this track to translate into his new ride, which by all rights and accounts, Cody, I think is faster anyways. So, and, and it's, it's kind of feels like sacrilege to say that track house equipment is better than Ganassi equipment, but I mean, hell from what we've seen this season, that's not, they've got three wins already this season. I mean, when was the last time Ganassi did that? Larson might, I don't even know if Larson won three times in a season ever with Ganassi. So, uh, and we're only not even halfway through the season. So I think they've proven that they are a much better equipment. Um, again, I think you can make an argument that they've been one of the best teams this year. You could put them up there with Gibbs and with, with Hendrick as one of the top teams. We've seen it all year from Chastain. He's put it together and he's had the solid finishes 
And we've seen it from Suarez. He's led laps. He's been up there. Then something goes wrong. You know, it looks like it's his race. Then there's a problem. Again, he got that monkey off his back, 145 starts in his Cup Series career. Finally got that win. Now that pressure is off. Now he can go out there and have fun. He can, you know, they're locked into the playoffs. They could do some pit strategy and, and end up leading, you know, a good chunk of this race. And if you can get, I mean, when you're getting down to these types of salary guys, really you're just looking for some place differential and a solid finishing position. But if he can throw down some fastest laps and get some laps led as well, like you said, that's a huge bonus. And he's a guy that's in a type of car that's good enough to do that. Obviously, his teammate in the same exact equipment is the fourth highest guy on the slate. So, yes, he's not had the results that Chastain has had all season, but he's in the same equipment. He's, I would say, an equally as good driver, maybe a little bit less than Chastain, but but close, close enough that this massive of a price gap, I think there's just massive value here. I will say that last year he started 22nd, finished 7th, did Daniel Suarez. So that is a gigantic uh, boost in the place differential as well and and really and again uh running that tootsie's car that's a you know that's their home track that that's a that's a nashville kid rocks bar in nashville so you see a lot of times when these they have these hometown sponsorships like they put a little more effort into that car specifically or that program because they're right there in front of all of the you know corporate people or whatever the big wigs from that sponsor are all going to be at the race and all that stuff so they want to put that extra into it, impress them. And again, yeah, 22nd to 7th last week. His qualifying efforts also haven't been super great this year. He's not been starting like up front a ton. He's had a few good ones here and there, but a lot, a lot of late teens, early 20 starting positions, which is almost perfect because then you're going to get the place differential on top of anything else he can get for you. Indeed. Uh, I'll give you the guy that finished right behind him, and that's Kurt Busch. Uh, who was in the number one car last season on this track, but now, of course, driving the famed number 45 of 2311 racing. We've seen Kurt Busch do well this season. We've seen it in spurts. And here's the thing about Kurt. In, in that number one car, he actually was uh, up front a few times jockeying for the lead in that race in Nashville between his brother, between Kyle Larson. Uh, even Joey Logano got up in the mix a few times there. But uh, Kurt Busch ran well on this track last year. So, uh, you know, like I said, muscle memory can be there. Yeah, obviously these are all new cars. And, in fact, his, his is even a newer ride than last season. But – for Kurt, it's just been a, a tale of a couple of different uh, seasons for him. He's either really, really good or he's really, really bad. Uh, and we saw it at the uh, Advent Health 400 where he, he won the race. So, again, he's one of those drivers that is semi-locked into the playoffs and now he can play around. But we've seen some pretty good fantasy days out of him. Uh, at the Wise Power 400, he had 64 points. Um, he had the 110 that day that he won uh, his race, but... You know, several days where he scored at least 50 points in fantasy and close to it. He had uh, 49 at the Ralph Mortgage 500, and then the Puenzoa 400, he had uh, 49 points. So solid, solid days for Kurt Busch. I have a feeling that at his price, which is 8300 he gives you a little flexibility to add some folks if you're not wanting to put both Chastain and Larson in your lineup. Uh, Kurt Busch gives you a good a good base there. And I will say that if you add Larson, Bush, and Suarez, it gives you about $7,400 to play with for the rest of your lineup and the rest of the three drivers. So uh, Kurt Busch offers a decent salary relief, especially when paired with a guy like Suarez. But yeah, I like Kurt Busch in this matchup because, again, 
his equipment has been fast, and I, I just feel like he's still uh, trying to figure out really what he's doing. He won at Kansas, like I said, but then followed it up with a 31st at Charlotte. Then he got a third at Gateway, an 18th at Sonoma. So maybe if we're playing the seesaw game, he'll finish pretty good uh, this week in Nashville and, and give you a good, solid fantasy outing. No, yeah, I love this play. And at 8,300, he's almost in that area where if so, if somebody is grabbing those top top two guys like that, they might sneak down past him a little bit because they're going to see that that average go so low all of a sudden. And then it's like, oh, I got to I gotta get a bunch of these guys in this area. But he might be a guy to sneak up and grab. And we've seen it, like you said, at Kansas. I mean, 116 laps led, 70 fastest laps. Like, if you had him in your lineup that day, he's winning you big. So he might be a little more of a, a – you know, swing big or, or, or go home candidate like Suarez as well. But I mean, we've seen it from him. He finished third at gateway. Like you said, a couple of weeks ago, um, this track isn't too much dissimilar from that in the, the flatter, uh, you know, size is roughly the same, a little bit bigger, but, uh, yeah, I, he, he's had a great season. I mean, we've seen Toyota definitely rebounding from their rough start they had to the season. Um, he's one of those guys that just gets it done and it's always on random weird different tracks. Like most of his wins are like on different. I don't think he has a bunch of wins other than like Bristol. I think he's won a couple times, but most of his wins are like all on different tracks. So you could see him just throwing out a random performance and, and dominating the day and taking home a win even or something like that. So yeah, I love this play 8,300 again, pretty good value for a guy that has been a, as solid as he has in, in quite a few races. Maybe it's longevity. Maybe it's just that the Bush brothers absolutely love to duke it out, but those guys seem to always be uh, around each other in races. And this is another one where they were around each other a lot last year uh, in this race. So maybe that happens again in the 45. Maybe the brother rivalry kicks in and, and Kurt wants to beat his, his brother and we'll see a good finish out of Kurt. But yeah, um, for 8,300, I like it. I like the play. I like the value. I like the potential that it brings because if he scores you 49 points again, you know, that's, that's a pretty decent return on your $8,300, uh, um, investment. So give me Kurt Busch. All right. We've talked about some high priced folks. We've talked about some mid range folks. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some bargain folks that can hopefully bolster that bottom of your roster and also give you room to put all the heavy hitters in when we come back for stage three. But let's talk about coffee. One of my favorite subjects next to NASCAR, next to football, next to anything else. It's drinking coffee. And I love drinking good coffee. You know who has good coffee? Trade coffee. And they do it because they connect me to the freshest and best tasting coffee that I've ever made at home. Not only that, it's because experts taste the coffee. You listen to experts for everything from fantasy advice to investing advice to betting advice. Why not listen to the experts who every day taste coffee for you thousands of them to be fact uh to give you 450 different kinds ready to ship every single day look i know that there is not one perfect coffee out there but i know that there's a perfect coffee for me and i know that trades human powered algorithm is going to find it for me and if they don't you have a first match guarantee they're so confident that they're going to match you with the right coffee the first time that if they don't they're going to find out why and an actual coffee expert, the same that tasted the coffee in the first place, is going to work with you and send you a brand new bag for free. 
All you got to do is answer a couple of questions and you're going to get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. And look, I'm telling you right now, there are no gimmicks involved. This is you. This is coffee. This is the way life was meant to be. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first offer plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. It's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. The 40 cups that I drank today would be free. Get started today by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let Trade Coffee find you a coffee that you are going to love. That is drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed. So your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you are streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. We won't say that we're digging in the bargain bin for our next set of drivers, but we certainly, once you get down to this level, Cody, you know that all you really want is somebody that won't lose you points, to be honest with you. If you're digging around in this section that we're digging around in now, you just want somebody that's not going to lose you points and really uh, you're holding your breath for it because down in this $6,000 range, sometimes you just have to, to bite the bullet if you want to try to fill out that roster. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes if you're, if you're going to go way down to the bottom, you know, you, you can get one of these guys like JJ Bailey or BJ McLeod, even if they start dead last, they're not going to hurt you. And that's the main thing. If there's a bunch of attrition, they could end up getting a few place differential points scoring just enough to, to, to get you. Those are the guys that are down at like 4,500, 4,600. But, uh, I cheated a little bit and went up to uh, another guy that I like in that $7,000 range. So this is another one where if you're going to play just one of those top dominator guys, and then you want to go with the Suarez, the Kurt Busch. Uh, you can fill out a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. here. Um, he is at 7,100. Um, I, I absolutely love him this weekend. I think that we're going to see a good run from him. Um, last year, he started in, was it 14th? Mm-hmm. Yes, he started in 14th, and he finished in the 6th. So he had a really good run here last year. Um, we've seen quite a few good runs from him this year. Again, another one of those guys... I almost feel like these last two races I'm just throwing out for everybody because they were just weird and different. But uh, road course last week, again, you can't put a lot of stock into that when you're looking at DFS scores and that. So kind of just throw that out. Uh, back at, at Gateway, he finished 32nd, so he didn't do too great there. He did have six fastest laps, so whatever. But, uh, r- you know, running back to uh, 
Uh, what was I looking at? Oh, I lost my spot. There we go. To Kansas, he was eighth. Uh, back at Darlington, he was eighth. He, he finished second at Dover. He had a really good string uh, of races there. The Coke 600, he finished seventh. That was just three races ago. So we've seen solid performances from him, um, and, and he's been running really well, and I think we're going to see that again from him this week. Again, he ran really good here last year, um, proved that he, he can run this track good. Uh, I think that his equipment's even a little better this year than it was last year. Um, and so, yeah, finishing sixth after starting 14th last year. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at uh, 7,100. I feel like that's a good, another really good value steal in that lower lower tier to mid-tier range. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can't really argue with you there. You looked at what Stenhouse was doing, too, last year, and, and he was another car. It, it's crazy to me. Because they, they said his name a lot on the broadcast, and that'll tell you right there whether a car is doing well or not, is whether you, you're either really, really bad or you're actually up front. And and for Ricky Stanhouse last year, it was that he was in the front more often than not fighting for one of those top positions. And, yeah, I mean, again, he he's proven that he can do it. He's proven that he's got a, an opportunity to even move up in a race from his starting position. So, uh, yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't hate that at at seventy one hundred dollars. And he's got he, he gets the the Recky Stenhouse, Recky Spinhouse nicknames and that. And there's a lot of people that just won't play him because of that. And he's been super volatile in past years. Like two years ago, you didn't want to touch him at all in DFS because he, he could have a good performance, but half the time he was going to wreck or spin out or or not do well. But he seemed to really calm down over the last two seasons, I would say. And you're not seeing him wreck as much. You're not seeing him cause as much trouble. He's been doing a lot better job of keeping himself clean, just settling for solid finishes when he can get them. I think he's realized that he doesn't need to make it or break it every week now. Like, get the solid finishes when you can. You know, get get what you're expected to get in that type of equipment. And I think he's been doing that and even outperforming that a lot. Um, you know, with a sixth place finish here last year. So, yeah, I think that a lot of people won't play him just because of that. But uh, I feel like a couple of years ago, I was definitely staying away from him. But now this season and even last season, I felt much better playing them a lot more. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. <clears throat> I'm going to give you one that's a little off of the beaten path, and I'm going to give you at 5,700, Michael McDowell. Uh, not a name we talk about a lot on the broadcast, but you look at his price. He's 5,700 right now. He's averaging 30.8 fantasy points per race. That tells me that he's almost, you know, just about at that six-time return on your investment. And at a guy at 5,700, if you're going to give me, uh, he got 42 points last week at Toyo or at uh, at Sonoma, which again we know is not necessarily the marker. But he had 34 in at Gateway, 38 at Charlotte, 32 in the All Star race, which you know you could bet on that. Um, <clears throat> the Goodyear 400, he had 47 uh, in Dover, he had 38, 53. At uh, at Daytona in the Geico 500, he had 43 at the dirt race. I mean, he's consistently giving you in that 30 to 40 to even 50 point or 30 point range, really. And for a guy at 5,700, if you can give me 30 points, I'll take that all day long. Um, and he, he hasn't really wavered a lot from that that position. So like we talked about, you just want a guy that's not going to lose you points. And Michael McDowell is not losing you points on a weekly basis. He had one really bad week, and that was the the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400, where he only had eight points, but that was, you know, again, a bad week for him. And a couple of points at the Wise Power 400. Uh, but other than that, he's consistently been giving you points, especially over the last, what, four, five, six weeks here. Um, 
And and out of a guy, like I said, 5,700, I just want him to not lose me points. And, and that Michael McDowell is a great kind of place filler at 5,700 that can unlock you being able to play two of the higher range guys. No, I absolutely love this. This is an extremely good value play. Like you said, he's been so consistent. He's one of those guys that's a veteran. He's been around a long, long time. Uh, obviously, you know, a big thing. We finally saw him get his first win after so many years last year in the Daytona 500, but he has proven to be solid. He can do it on road courses. He proved that last race with the third place at Sonoma. He can do it at the super speedways, obviously winning at Daytona, but everywhere else he can get good, solid finishes. I mean, eighth place in the 600, uh, seventh place at Darlington. Those are tough tracks, long races, and he's performed well. I mean, looking back at his finishes, you have to go all the way back to the beginning of April when he had a bad DFS day last, and you're getting him at 5,700. That's very, very cheap and can allow you to squeeze in some of these higher-priced guys and fill out your roster that way. So, yeah, again, he's a guy with a good, solid floor. He's most likely going to get you a good, solid amount of points, and that will allow you to, to pay up other places and fill out your roster nicely. So I absolutely love this play. Started 23rd last season here and finished 16th. Not a huge points differential day, but still a good solid run for Michael McDowell. Again, did not lose you points. Uh, and, and really, that's all you can ask for out of a guy like that. So, uh, all right, I love it. Let's go over one more time uh, exactly who we were on here for this. Uh, we had Kyle Larson and Ross Chastain as the top two high-priced guys. Kurt Busch and Daniel Suarez as our mid-price guys. And then uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Michael McDowell as our value relief guys. And that's enough to fill a roster. But guess what? You can't fit them all in one. So you got to get creative and figure out your own. <laughs> Neither one of us are going to give out our entire lineups until the uh, actual thing starts. And even then, we still don't give them out. So there. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to build your for sure total roster right now, not knowing starting positions. So obviously you have to keep an eye on that, but uh, yeah, I think these are all solid guys that you can use. And again, we said enter multiple different lineups. So you can use all of these guys in those different lineups and different ways you want to build things, whether you want to lean on a couple of heavy price guys or play a bunch of just mid tier guys. Like there's different ways you can fill it out. That's what makes it fun, makes it exciting. So many different ways to go about it, but I think these are all good, solid plays that you can that you can use as a base to, to build your own lineups and and add the guys you think that uh, can top it off. And uh, yeah, join us in the Slack channel and beat us there. In, take some of our money. In, well, yeah, don't, don't take my money. That's my money. Damn it, I, I want your money. Uh, but yeah, please be sure to do that because that it's always a good time. In fact, I just built the rest of my lineup. Thank you very much. I'm going to save that. We're going to use that one in our in our contest, and we're going to see where I go from there. there Beautiful go. stuff. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, this was fun. We're going to have to do this again next week. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media in the meantime. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, and then you can also follow the show at NASCAR gambling. I got it right this time. <laughs> I studied this time, no, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, follow, follow, follow me there and follow the show there for, for all of our content. Indeed, of course, make sure you go back, listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as we break down the betting aspect and even more drivers, really, that, that you could use for DFS as well. I mean, betting and, and DFS kind of go hand in hand as far as what you can use for them and the information that you can use to get there. So uh, we enjoyed bringing this to you. Thank you 
Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from the bottom of Cody's heart for even making this show possible in the first place and wanting more. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for listeners, we wouldn't be here. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you coming back every week and asking for more and, uh, yeah, helping us get to this point. And uh, hopefully we can keep making you money going forward. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find everything we got going on at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Until next time, until Tuesday, when we talk to you about the weekend and break down the rest of your betting aspects for the next weekend, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>